0: Welcome to another episode of Wrestling with World Wide, Willis. And today, and always, this podcast is brought to you by the League of Melanated Gentlemen Podcast Network. Now, let's talk wrestling, folks. So, for matches of the week, um, there were several matches that I really enjoyed, but to keep it short, the match that I really saw in the latest episode of raw that really impressed me was Ziya Lee versus Becky Lynch. Um, first lost start with Ziya Lee. I'm really, I, I don't love the build because I don't like that. They squash two up and coming women who honestly are like, could be top tier talents. I don't like that. They squash them for Ziya Lee to look better. I don't, I didn't like that. They job them out like that. However, Things Ali in this match proved okay. She's she's either pretty good or Becky is top tier. I'm not quite sure yet, but I, I will say in this particular match, she performed really well. Um, she hung with Becky. Uh, she, everything looked clean. There wasn't any like botches or missteps or anything. Uh, her finishes looking good, and yeah, she's the strikes look clean and stiff, uh, stiff as they could be without hurting anybody. And, uh, yeah, Zile, I was very impressed with in this match. The crowd was into it. Shout out to that crowd. Uh, I, I don't remember where the Raw was, but the crowd was really into it. I appreciate that. Like, when the, usually a Raw crowd can be kind of boring, kind of not into it the whole time, but this crowd was was into it. Uh, I think they were in Michigan, I want to say. Um, Grand Rapids, I, I, I may be wrong on that, but I want to say it was Michigan because, uh, I remember, um, my boy had the Detroit Lions, uh, uh, WWE belt so I'm pretty sure it's Michigan but the crowd was great shout out to them um, now Becky Lynch man she is on a tear right now like honestly she's and we'll talk about my awards later on um, at the end of the year I'll do a top 10 list of, of wrestlers of the year and, and award my wrestling you know the uh, wrestler of the year and give other awards out but Becky Lynch is a candidate for wrestler of the year right like she, she didn't he- hold the women's championship this year but the amount of work she did this year is crazy. and like, held the NXT title, put over, had some amazing matches with uh Trish Stratton, then had Tiffany Stratton, then had a classic match with Trish Stratus. When people thought Trish Stratus was cooked, was, was you know, over the hill, she had an out, one of the best cage matches I've ever seen. She had it with her. Then, you know, countless matches with Bianca, with, you know, with Great matches with young and upcoming talent. The Lyra Valkyria, great match with her. Every match she's had with these up-and-coming women, she's done a great job, and she's made these women look viable and look like stars, just like she did in this match with Xia So Becky Lynch is is amazing, right? Like, I, I will say, man, I was not on the... I was always a fan of Becky, but I was always... The wrestling part was kind of the afterthought. It was like... Okay, I love her. I love Becky, the character. I love her on the mic. When she gets in the ring, eh, you know, it's good, solid. But, you know, it didn't move the needle for me. Man, now that you're just seeing her just go on this workhorse era and putting over the next generation and caring about the next generation of women and even being vocal about women's raw women's uh, division not getting enough time to build their characters and stuff, like, that's big. Like, not only did she put in the work, but she's also using her influence to make these women get more time and more shine uh, on television. So, man, I, Becky Lynch, the utmost respect to her. She's, she's on her workhorse uh, era right now, and I, I appreciate that. So, Zyli versus Becky Lynch, I'll definitely tune in for that one. Really good. Really good one. I will say this episode of Raw was really good. Um, I think they've been on a roll lately. Uh, show us SmackDown, too. But this whole Survivor Series build has been great um but speaking of raw the women's division has been is really healthy right now um i think we talked about it um we saw it in this uh raw tag team match uh, the four-way tag team match like it was a really good match really fun you had some actually viable characters there's a few teams that was like okay like they didn't really need to be out there however You could, there was enough talent in the ring to be interested in what was going on, right? Maxine, um, was this Dupree? Maxine, and then like my girl from Diamond Mine, and then like they had a couple cool tag teams, uh, Katana and then Caden Carter. They were great, like they always steal the show whenever they wrestle. They should be pushed. We'll talk about that at a later date, but um, yeah, I'm just excited about the because the raw women's division honestly about three months ago man it was rough it was rough it was basically they were pushing Rhea more in the judgment day you know storyline more than what she was when she was like she wasn't really feuding with anybody there was no real threat to her and there was no the the tag team title the women's tag team titles didn't get much attention at all that's not the case anymore and so I'm really excited. They brought in a lot of young talent and really upgraded the roster, the women, Raw Women's roster. So, no, they're doing a great job. Uh, Chelsea Green is killing it. Um, you know, there's many other people that are are doing solid but could easily be doing better if given uh, more shine, and we'll kind of talk about that later in our top fives. But um, I also want to talk about Gunther. Man, Gunther and uh, Miz have had a really good rivalry really good it's been clean it's been the promos have been amazing um the setup to it all has been great even this whole imperium like inner squabbling has been fun to watch but man i'm just so impressed with gunther man like it's crazy to think this guy would be a menace on the microphone we like we all know what he can do in the ring the dude can give you a match of the year level quality match uh in the ring but Outside of the ring is what I'm so impressed by. Like I didn't know if he had that in him, but now you you can easily tell he's the main event guy. Like well, him and Miz went at it, and the Miz was talking trash, blah blah blah, and Gunther walks in just calmly starts talking, like breaking down the Miz, starts talking him, calling him Mikey, and talking about how he was a loser and a weirdo, and he doesn't belong in a ring with athletes of this sport, you know, of his of this caliber. And that he should be – that the Miz should be on the other side of the guardrail and should be out there with the fans, with those weirdos, because that's where you belong. you know. And then the crowd started chanting, USA, USA, randomly. Like, no one ever chants USA anymore at a, at a WWE event. And, and Gunther improvised and took it on the chin and threw it right back at him. He was basically like, you see, for you to throw out three random letters at me, that shows how insecure and, you know, how – you know, unimportant you are to throw that at me. Um, I don't. You know that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm untouchable, basically. And yeah, man, he ate that up. That was all athlete. You could tell. So, Gunther's just on a different level right now on the microphone. And I and and I heard on the internet that he kind of feels like he outgrew. He's outgrown the Intercontinental Championship, which I kind of agree. Like I, I could easily see him being the World Heavyweight Champion or the universal champion whichever one they put on him is going to be he's going to upgrade the t- whatever title he whatever belt is put on him he's going to upgrade it he's going to make it look 10 times better even if it's the universal title roman reigns has he's done a great job but still that just speaks to how good gunther is and so yeah i think he's a little he's outgrown a little bit he's on an amazing what two-year run and he's obviously break broke the record for the longest intercontinental championship reign. He's the greatest IC champion of all time. I think he's main event though. He should be in the title picture, And I'm hoping after WrestleMania 40, we get a Gunther chasing the main belt uh, story with Imperium at his size. Uh, just, but yeah, man, his, his, he's up to for wrestler of the year to me. He's also a candidate for it. Um, and unfortunately, I don't know. I think, I was talking to, to the, about this with someone today, but it's kind of annoying to me that he doesn't get the premium live premium live event matches like some of these other guys do, right? Like, and we know it's Gunther, right? He doesn't need to be at a Survivor Series or Royal Rumble or you know a Backlash to get bigger. Like he does, he's so good, that he doesn't even need that. And he's almost like the workhorse of the tele television series of Raw. He's the workhorse, you know. What I mean, they put him out there to have matches, but. I would love to see a Gunther get more pay-per-view shine, PLE shine. You know what I mean? He deserved that. He deserved moments like that. So, and especially with these crowds, like Survivor Series, it would be dope to have Gunther showing up in Chicago. He has history with that city as far as with gold, and NXT gold, and they all know him as, as Walter and, and everything. So, um, Gunther's on a different level, man. The dude has hit his peak and is killing it. So I'm really excited for that. Um, Okay, the war games, this build for war games has been amazing. It's been really, really good. Um, there's inner inner stories in between all of them. There's like three, four, five different layers of stories in the men's wa- and women's match. And the women's match is really fun to see kind of this weird dynamic and damage control where you have uh, Dakota Kai, you know, um, Kairi Zane, Asuka, Io Sky, kind of all kind of clicking up and then you got Bailey there kind of like, hey, yeah, yeah, like trying to join in. But kind of it's very it's very clear that she's starting to feel like she doesn't belong, even though she started the whole thing, you know. And so it's really cool to see that dynamic. You know, they're continuing to try to beat up Charlotte and Becky and Bianca and um, Shotzi. But in the meanwhile, you can see there's some some, some friction there. So I'm very interested to see if they turn on Bailey and Bailey becomes a baby face again. Uh either at Survivor Series or maybe the Raw After, whichever, or uh SmackDown After. Be very interesting. But I'm like those are layers, right? Also with the with the other team, other team, you got layers. You got Becky showing up to be a teammate, uh, or on team Bianca, which we all know charlotte who's also on team bianca charlotte and becky do have beef have real beef like they were best friends but they have like real beef so like there's a storyline there like okay are they going to get along to be able to pull this off and win war games you know um so that's there's just a lot of little stories there now on the men's side it's also exciting because we have stories as well we have Drew McIntyre joining the Judgment, not joining the Judgment Day, but in this particular match, he is on Team Judgment Day, and he's basically doing it to get his hands on Jay Uso inside of a cage because he doesn't like Jay Uso because Jay Uso was part of the bloodline, which cost uh, Drew McIntyre the championship countless and countless times over and over again. So I'm really excited to see that kind of dynamic. And then again, you have the Drew McIntyre and Judgment Day thing where you know, Damian Priest is like, Hey man, like the dude is, is kind of like stepping on my toes here. Like Drew is on. He's not in judgment day, but he's stepping on my toes. He's challenging me. He's, you know, puffing up his chest against me. Like what's the deal, you know? And also they have beef just wrestling each other just normally. But that's also very interesting. You could tell like the judgment day, other members are like, Hmm, Drew's in here. I guess that's the way it's going to be. And, um, and Rhea's like, no, nah, this is a business move, right? We needed a fifth member, and I got somebody who vehemently dislikes someone on the other team. So I think we're straight as far as trust goes. Now on the other side, you have so many great layers. Where you have um, Jay Uso again going up against Drew McIntyre, who he helped, you know, ruin a lot of Drew McIntyre's top moments. He helped ruin those with the Judgment Day. You have, you know, Cody against uh, the Judgment Day. They've had a lot of beef. Seth Rollins against the Judgment Day, they've had a lot of beef where Seth went up against a fend. Seth went up against Damian Priest. He's also been trying to fend off Damian Priest, who is the the holder of the briefcase, Money in the Bank briefcase. You know what I mean? So, so many different layers here. Sami Zayn as well with the Judgment Day. But, uh, you know, also now they announced that the fifth member of Team Cody And Team Seth, whichever one you want to call it, is my boy. I hear voices in my head. They talk to me. They understand. They talk to me. Yeah, but Randy Orton is now the fifth member. He's making his comeback. Randy Orton is the fifth member of Team Cody. I'm really glad they didn't bring him out on Monday Night Raw. Like, I hope they don't bring him out on Friday. I hope they give us that moment on Saturday. I have a feeling they're going to still bring him out like very, very end of SmackDown. He's going to show up. The little credits are going to roll and then cut off. Right. But, and I still think that gives Randy his moment in Chicago on Saturday, but I'm hoping the first time we see Randy is when he walks out there. Um, He like, maybe they have a whole drama thing where in, in war games, you know, it's, it's five members of the Judgment Day in, war in the in the cage and they're beating up on four members of uh, the Judgment Day. Randy hasn't come out yet. Randy didn't join them in the little lockup up cave, war games cage, right? So they're they're beating them up. Judgment Day has the advantage five four and the clock goes to zero and Randy's supposed to come out and there's a delay. There's a delay, he's not coming out. And then Judgment Day started to get laughing, starting to get confident, starting to be like, ah, oh, he ain't coming. He's not coming. He's not showing up. And so they start continue to beating up on Team Cody. And then, boom, the music hits. Crowd goes bonkers. And then that's the first time we see Randy when he runs out there hot, like a hot tag, runs out there and just starts, you know, rko and everybody. Like, that would be an amazing moment. That would be an amazing return. But that's just my idea. You know what I mean? I've seen it before. That's kind of a ripoff of Kevin Owens when he did it in the NXT war games. But still, I hope they do that. Um, so, yeah, Randy Orton's coming back. I'm really excited for that. I uh, love Randy. Um, it, it was unfortunate that he got hurt because he was doing some of the best stuff of his career with uh, RK Bro, even singles against Roman and the Bloodline. He was amazing. Uh, they f- hopefully he can get healthy in 100% because he honestly has another four or five years in him easily. If he can stay healthy, so um, but yeah, Randy being on on the on the men's team makes it interesting because again, again, when I talk about storylines, if Randy is on Team Cody, Team Cody also has Jay Uso. Just like Jay Uso was part of the Bloodline and cost Drew McIntyre a bunch of title shots against Roman, Jay Uso, as a part of the Bloodline, also cost Randy Orton and RKO and uh, Matt Riddle a ton of title opportunities rather tag team or singles matches. So it was really cool, little little subtle stuff. This is stuff they do now that they didn't used to do back, didn't used to do under Vince. But basically when Cody announced that uh, Randy is the, is the fifth partner, Jay, everybody was happy, Seth, Sammy, you know what I mean? Cody, all of them are super excited. But then they look at Jay and Jay's kind of like, oh, damn. Like, really? Like, Randy's going to be on our team? Like, you know what I mean? It was kind of like that, you know what I'm saying, that dude you beat up, and you find out he's later, years later, he, he came back and he's on your squad. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's like, ah, oh, damn, now I got to deal with this drama. So it's going to be interesting, the interplay between Jay and Randy. I wouldn't be surprised if Randy at the end of the match, you know, uh, Team Cody wins. Everybody's celebrating, and Randy hits Jay with an RKO just to just to let him know, "Hey, it ain't, I'm not. It's not sweet over here, right? Like you're not about to play me." Um, so I'm really excited about that that war game. The build again has been great. Um, really, really good build for both sides. It, it, again, this war mm-hmm. games, this Survivor Series. I think there's one title being defended, and that's the women's championship between Rhea Ripley and Zoe Stark. But the build for this card has been so good that people aren't even noticing that like people don't even care that a bunch of that roman isn't defending his title they care that this this thing has a war games in it this thing has a bunch of other good matches in it so uh really really good job triple h of building this card out and i love the gm move i love having gms adam pierce and my other guy for SmackDown, I love it. I love GMs. It gives us an old school feel. It gives us a purpose. It makes it to where we have an authority figure as well for people to bounce stuff off of. There's been some great behind the scenes, um, you know, uh, behind the scenes shots and 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 you know, segments that have been funny, have been good, been interesting. So yeah, really excited for that. Um, also, I want to throw in my top five to finish this out. These are my top five talents that I think should get more shine. Top five talents that should get more shine or more time on TV. Number five, Tommaso Ciampa. Now, I know he's starting to get more love a little bit, but he's also kind of in that in between. I want Tommaso to be pushed to the moon, but I also want a heel Tommaso pushed to the moon, meaning I want him to turn on Johnny Gargano. I want them to have a rivalry. It's very clear. I want him to turn into sort of that old Randy Orton where, and it's I mean, it's very in character for Toronto, it's very in character for Tommaso because it's something he did in NXT. Um, but it's basically just do whatever it takes to win and defend, try to win the championship. And so he'd be as dirty as possible. Like he, he'd peel the little, um, pads off the floor and to where it's just concrete and do a DDT or, you know, different things he would do, just doing whatever it takes to win. And so I, I'm really excited to see a heel to muscle champion. So I'm really hoping we get that and that he gets a lot of shine. Number four is Chelsea Green. I think Chelsea Green is the MVP of the women's division in 2023. Um, and obviously Becky's up there, Rhea's up there. But Chelsea has been one of the best signings they've made in a long time. Uh, she got released before she came back under Triple A. She's got a lot more shine, a lot more to do. She's hilarious. They really leaned into how funny she is. They even give her a different like and uh, uh, you know different like you know introduction. Chelsea green, you know what I mean? Very like in character uh introduction. So Chelsea Green has been amazing. I'm hoping she's getting a lot of shine. I don't want to act like she's being slept on, but I think she can get even more. Like, she could, she could, she could be in the main event picture, maybe not as a wrestler, but as, you know, a character because she's so damn good. She's funny and hilarious. So um, Chelsea Green, number four. Number three, Brunson Reed. Brunson Reed has done an amazing job since coming up. Uh, that, that Elimination Chamber performance, Amazing. Uh, these last couple weeks, were really good. That match he had with uh, Gunther, amazing. Two big meaty men slapping meat, amazing match. Uh, I actually saw that live. It was amazing. But I think Brunson has done a great job in the time he's been given. But I really think once Gunther comes off of that icy title, I think Brunson should be the guy to get it. Maybe not. He won't beat Gunther, obviously. But I think he he should be the Bronson Reed should be the next person to beat the next guy, whoever that is. Um, I really like Bronson, man. He's so talented in the ring, and his finisher's is great. It's simple, but it's effective. And, uh, yeah, Bronson Reed is just amazing. So I'm really hoping he gets even more shine. He's been getting a lot more shine lately, but I just wanted to be consistent, uh, definitely. Um, number two, I mentioned them earlier, but Katana and Caden Carter, women's tag team, they are amazing. To me, they should be the Jeff Hardy, they should be the Hardy boys of the women's division, if they do it right. Um, Their moves are super creative. Every time, every time I've seen them wrestle on the main roster, the crowd really gets in, it could be a dead crowd. They really get into it due to watching these two women wrestle because they give you creativity. They give you true tag team wrestling. And uh, the crowd really loves that, man, if you do it well. So, I think Katana and Caden Carter have been amazing so far, and I just want to see them consistently get more shine. Like, in this latest women's tag team match, um, I think it was Knox and um, Natalia won the thing. And I'm like, they won the turmoil match. I'm like, four, I think four-way tag They won it, and I'm just like, why? They have no momentum whatsoever. No one cares about them. They like they won, and everybody was just like, "Damn, she picks she pinned Mac uh, Maxine, like, of all people she pinned Maxine, like why can somebody else eat that you know w so, yeah, I'm just hoping that you know these two women, Katana and Kate and Carter, really get an opportunity to shine." On the big stage consistently, not just one match every month, but consistently just because they're really good together, have really good chemistry and their moveset is really fun. So I think they should definitely get pushed to the moon. And number one to me, Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae has been getting jobbed out ever since she made it to the main roster. And it's unfortunate because she is so talented, can do more in the ring than 95 percent of the women's division easily. Um, her and E.L. Scott going back and forth would be amazing. Um, Candace LeRae, if you, if you go back and watch like her NXT tape, bruh, she's, she kills it. Bruh. She's amazing. Great at selling. Great at all different things, different aspects. So, yeah, Candace LeRae to me, number one, because I think she's a hidden gem. She's somebody a crowd could easily get behind. She's a mother. She's married to Johnny Gargano. She's just And she's athletic and doing crazy stuff that mothers probably shouldn't do, but she does, you know, and does it really well. One of the best wrestlers in the world to me, in women's division, one of the best women's wrestlers I've ever seen, uh, Candice LeRae. So, yeah, I'm hoping they really push her, especially moving in the, you know, Royal Rumble. Hopefully she has some really good spots and a really good performance. But, yeah, um, that's my overall number uh, top five. So we'll go over it again. Tommaso Champion, number Tomaso Champa at number five, Chelsea Green at number four, Brunson Reed at number three, number two, Katana and Caden Carter. And number one, Candace LeRae. Those are my top five talents. We should get more love, more shine, more attention. Um, so yeah, folks, I appreciate you tapping in with me. Um, definitely looking forward to War Games leading up this weekend. Definitely will have a review up, and um, it should be a really good card. Really excited for it. Um, uh, but until then. We out. Yeah.